Episode 14 Energetically Taking Control of Your Life Linda Benz, who is an energy coach, and today we're going to be talking about taking control of your life. And this is obviously the energetic way that we can take control of our life. We're looking at the energy behind everything, the energy behind the intentions that we're setting, the energy behind how we are transforming or changing or shifting our life. And we're going to be having an organic discussion about how this works. Um, in in our lives today okay so hi linda how are you hi elizabeth uh, thanks for having me i'm i'm doing really well thank you okay good all right so um we were talking earlier about um how changing our energy gives us a lot more control than we think we have and often we go through our life you know we're thinking that things are happening to us, that things um, are happening in our external environment, and that we have very little, little control over this. And this could be in our lives, in our health, you know, in our business, in our finances, in our marriage, whatever that may be. And we touched upon a very interesting area, which you know, I just wanted to expand on now. And um, what are your thoughts around this? How can people um, use their energy or feel into their energy, you know, or sort of take charge of their energy in order to start shifting things in their lives that they're not happy with? Well, it's, it's really um, a case of awareness, I think, more than anything else. It's self-awareness. And people feel very much, especially over the last couple of years, you know, we feel as though things are out of, of our control, and certainly we cannot control the pandemic, the war, the, you know, the government or any of the things that happen out there. But, but that doesn't mean there's nothing you can control. There's actually a lot that's within your control. And what you can control is you and you can control your environment. Um, and when you get that and you really start paying attention to, I like to say, to how you're showing up energetically and what I mean by that is is what is the energy you are bringing to the different areas of your life and how do you know that well it's by how you feel and what you think what your thoughts are what your beliefs are you start paying attention to those things and then those are the things you can start to change and and the wonderful thing about that is once you start to take control of that and you start to change those things about yourself your experiences begin to change. And so we think we don't have control, but we actually have so much control. And when you change your energy, things around you start to change, things around you start to look better. Um, I wonder if I could share a kind of an example. I think it helps people perhaps to hear a, an example of what I mean by this. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure um, people... Okay, so um, 
somebody I worked with, this was quite a few years ago, and, and she came to me. And the first thing to recognize, I think, is that what we think usually is what we think is the problem is never usually the problem. So, and that's what I find with, with the people I work with. They come to me for one thing and then we're, we're working on something else completely. Uh, but it changes that situation that they came to me for. So this person came to me, she was in a job um, that she loved. She, she enjoyed her job, but she had been overlooked for promotion for quite a number of years. In fact, they would bring new people in, ask her to train them. She would train them and then they would be promoted and she would constantly be overlooked. So when she came to me, that was what she wanted. She wanted to be promoted. She wanted a pay raise. Um, and that's what was, was in her mind. So as we started working together and exploring what was going on, as you said in the beginning, behind that, you know, what's the energy behind that? There are a couple of things um, that I found. One was that uh, both her parents had passed away and she had inherited the house. So she's living in this house that she grew up in. She did not have a happy childhood she had very little confidence and self-esteem based on her, her childhood. And so she's in this house. Um, she didn't really like the house because of all the unhappy memories there. So a couple of the things I asked her to do was to, was to start doing this, making some changes energetically within the house and also to start um, looking at her beliefs of not being good enough, not being worthy enough, those kinds of things. So a week later, uh, she called me and she said she was in a panic. She said, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. It's not working. And so I asked her why she thought it wasn't working. And she said, well, they, my company just announced they're restructuring and now I don't have a job. They're letting me go. And I said, you know, understanding energy as I do, I knew that something was happening. We were getting energy moving. So actually, to me, it was working. I could understand her panic, though, because you know, that's not what she had wanted. So I said, you know, I explained what I felt. And I said, if you can just stay focused on what it is that you want, really want, not just the promotion, but what you really want <clears throat> is to be valued and appreciated and to receive payment that reflects that value and appreciation. So she, she agreed to do that. So two weeks later, she called me and she said, oh, my gosh, you won't believe it. Um, so what had happened was a company, another company that she used to work with and interact with a lot in her, her past position, um, heard that she had been let go from her job and they contacted her and said, we would love you to come and work with us. Now, they she liked them. The job was uh, a step up for her. It was going to pay more. It was in a different state. So overall, what happened was she got to sell that house that she didn't like. She got to move from there, move to another state, move into a job where she was valued and appreciated, earning more. So by working with energy, yes, she lost that position that she was in, but they did clearly didn't value her because otherwise they would have been promoting her. And so what she did was letting go of all of that energy that was holding her back, if you like, it allowed a whole new situation to open up for her, which, which was so much better than anything she could have envisioned. And that's what I mean 
when you focus on working with energy. Now, we could have said, okay, well, let's look at your, your job and let's look at why your boss isn't promoting you. And we could have focused on that, but that's not what I do. That's not what you do. We look for what's behind it. And then you work with that energy behind it. And that's when things can open up. So that's the power of it. And it really is very powerful. And you have a lot more control than you think you have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, um, I'm going to ask a, a, a sort of a tougher question here, because this is a question I get asked a lot by people. And that is, um, you know, we, we sort of, you know, the world of epigenetics t tells us that when we change our environment, then, you know, we change us, our life changes, you know, we're changing our belief structures, you know, our environment is our belief structures, our emotions, our words, our thoughts, you know, changing these aspects of us, what we're saying, you know, what we're putting out into the world, what we're saying about ourselves, these are very, very important. But what about if you can't change your physical environment? How do people work with that? Because I meet so many mothers who can't change their physical environment and they feel very stuck um, in the, you know, the life that they're living. What would you suggest for that? Well, I think there's usually always something you can do, even if it's a very small thing you can do. Um, so when I talk about changing environment, it doesn't have to be big things. It doesn't even have to be moving. It doesn't have to be, you know, you could live in a, a tiny apartment. And I've worked with many people who do, um, who don't, where you don't have much space, or maybe you're sharing, a, maybe you just have a room in a house, you know, with, with other people. And the only thing you have is that room. There is always something you can do. So the first thing you can do is look at what is there that doesn't serve you. I talk a lot about the energy of things and the things we surround ourselves with and everything that you have has energy associated with it, but it also has our memories and associations attached to it. So for example, if you have something in your environment that has memories and associations that are not good, um, perhaps reminding you of a very difficult time in your life, for example, you don't want to have those things around you. So maybe it's that you could let go of something. Maybe it's that you could, the more stuff you have, the more clutter you have, for example, if you can let go of that, that's releasing energy. But even, even if you can't do that, if you can find one thing, for example, that, um, that feels really good to you, that uplifts you, that speaks to what you want for yourself in your life, even that one small thing can make a huge, huge difference because you put your energy towards that. So you do what you can do, even if it's only something very small, there's usually always something you can do. So what you're saying is that we can declutter our life because when we're, when we're, when we're letting go of things, we're also letting go you know, of the attachments, the memories, and we're creating then more energetic space in our fields. And uh, we can then focus on what it is that we want. And um, yeah. Yeah, because there's nothing saying? that pulls your energy down more than having stuff around you that you either don't need, use, want, or love. So energetically, it's, it's just like carrying baggage with you. And, and so many of us have that stuff in our environment all the time you know especially if you have 
I used I had a house once with a basement and at the time I thought oh this is great we have a basement lots of storage you know um, when we moved from that house and, and I thought I was quite good at letting go of stuff I get rid of stuff regularly but there was so much in that basement and 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 I was looking at things and thinking, why, why was I keeping this? But it was so convenient because you had something, if I had something that um, I wasn't necessarily using or didn't really need maybe anymore, but I wasn't quite ready to get rid of it or I wasn't sure what to do with it. It was just so easy to put it in the basement. I would just put it in there and we'll, you know, we'll look at that later. Of course, you never do. And so the more of that stuff you have and the longer it's been there, the more of a uh, like a weight it is energetically on you. So absolutely, the more you can release any of that stuff, the more it frees you up and opens you up energetically to, to attracting the things that you really do want into your life. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, if, uh, I know that we, that we, you know, what we focus on, where we sort of send what our intentions are, that's where our energy goes. You know, so, so what we're sort of saying is that when we get rid of all that clutter and all that, you know, stuff that we don't need, our energy is able to flow more easily and we have more space in our energy fields to be able to, to attract back what it is that we want and how we want our life to look. Um, now let's just look, uh, touch upon, you know, sort of um, taking, like sort of taking responsibility, you know, sort of doing, you know, sort of um, looking at what it is that we want our life to, to be, you know, what we want to achieve in our life, how we want it to look and, um, you know, look around that. In, in your opinion, what's the best way of, taking responsibility, you know, grabbing life by, you know, by your hands and sort of just grabbing those opportunities. How, how can you do that? Well, it's surprisingly difficult for many people. Um, and the reason is to be able to, to attract what you want, you have to know what you want. And very often we think we do, but when you dig a little deeper, we tend not to, to really know. Um, and it can be something as simple as, especially for women, and I work primarily with women, um, who are so used to thinking about everybody else, putting everybody else first, that very often they lose that connection to themselves. And as a result of that, they lose that sense of what it is that they truly want. They think in terms of what they should want or what somebody else says they should want. When you really get down to it and you, you start to explore with them what makes their heart sing, what really fulfills them, it's actually a lot harder than they expected it to be. And sometimes they don't know until they've experienced something and, and then they know, okay, that's not it. That's not what I want. Um, and sometimes it's a process of discovering that but in order to channel your energy and to really grab life and live it you have to know and have a sense of what is most important to you um, and to do that you again comes back to self-awareness you've got to really get to know yourself at the deepest levels and know what what fills you up what fulfills you what is meaningful to you 
what what are the things that are so important to you that you must have them you know you must have them to feel good about yourself um, and I think that's missing for so many people we've lost touch with that yes and this is why when I work with people I talk very much about life vision you know and sort of we look at the big picture because I think once people start to get down into the you know the lower level as you say, life takes over and they're sort of, you know, but what about this? And what about this? Maybe I want this. And, you know, and there's just, there's too much. There's too much going on. There's too much clutter, as you said. So lifting them beyond everything and, you know, thinking about, right, what is your life vision? You know, what do you want your life to mean? What do you want to look back and, you know, and be proud of? You know, these sorts of big questions, I think, really open people up, you know, into getting beyond that daily chatter and, um, you know, just visualizing that. I, I mean, I think the questions around what do you want to be proud of actually seem to trigger the best answers. But what about you? What do you think? Um, I think that's true. My experience in working with, with people has been that many people, again, don't know how to answer that. And especially when, when, you start to, if you ask some people about big vision you know sometimes the question is you know what do you want your life to be like in five years or something like that you know thinking of a bigger vision they don't know how to answer that and and then they feel stressed because they feel they should know how to answer that and so sometimes I think it's those are great questions to ask and I think it's it's really valuable but some people can't go there yet for some people, they have to take it at a much slower pace and just figure out what's important to me today, you know, what feels good to me today. And um, then they can just gradually start to open up and get perhaps get to a point where they can see that bigger picture. Yeah, because it's all about feeling, isn't it? And as you were saying before, energy is feeling. Mm -hmm. So sitting in the feeling of what it is, you want your life to look like. And of course, you know, when we get down to the nitty gritty, it's always to be happy, isn't it? It's, that's, it's, that's the fundamental yeah. aspect. Well, we want to be happy. We want to be fulfilled. I think we want our life to have meaning. Most people do, you know, yeah. because I think some, sometimes or very often, not sometimes, very often what happens is we just, and I know this happened for me, you know, you, you just kind of go along in life and you you go where you're kind of led or told to go or you just, and, you know, things just kind of happen if you have no kind of idea what, what's important to you and what direction you want to go in until one day you kind of wake up and think, well, is this what I want for myself? You know, was this it? Um, and then you start to question. And that's the point, I think, when when perhaps we're, when we feel that we're being invited to really reconnect with ourselves and figure out who we are and what's most important to us and what we want, you know, what is yeah. meaningful and fulfilling to us? Yes, I, I totally agree. Meaning and fulfillment. Um, and that actually, you know, takes me back to something that we were talking about before, you know, and this sort of where your whole world implodes if you like you know collapses you know where you know maybe you know you just have multiple health issues you know maybe you just have multiple issues around money or um you know like just things are just feeling like 
oh my god you know as, as you said it's just everything just explodes and um you know we touched upon this but i think it would be be interesting to talk about this as well you know so uh, is this a sort of a sign do you think when when life starts to happen like this i do and i was talking to um to somebody just a few months ago and she was talking about this and she said you know she had the perfect life um she had a wonderful husband a beautiful home she'd had a good job she left her job she had two beautiful children they had money life looked perfect and she was miserable and then she was guilty for feeling miserable because i you know i have all this and i shouldn't be feeling guilty and she, she said this built and built and built within her until she reached kind of a breaking point. And she said, I, I couldn't do anything. I, I felt like I could, I wanted to run away from my life. And then of course feeling guilty for wanting to run away from her life. And she said, I, I spent a whole year, it was almost like in a breakdown, but she said, I, I really felt paralyzed, like I couldn't do anything. But within the course of that year, that was when she started to have this return if you like to herself um, and start to figure out well what is important to me you know why am I feeling like this what is missing from my life what do I need to have in my life to feel fulfilled um, and then little by little she began to figure that out and ensure that she had those things in her life and then she was able to enjoy all the wonderful things she had but what was missing was that connection with herself because she, you know, she just reached that point where she couldn't take it anymore. And what would you um, suggest for people who have multiple health issues? Because this is another area as well, you know, where things just keep going wrong, going wrong, going wrong. Um, you know, what would you, what would you suggest for people like this? Well, a couple of things. I mean, you know, obviously it depends what it is. It depends on the person. So many so many things that you know can can apply to a person so it, it, I'm speaking very generally here but um, one thing I think we have to take responsibility for our health uh, more than we do I think very often we're and I did this too you know you go to a doctor or you go to a practitioner health practitioner and you want to be fixed you know I have this problem I want it to be fixed um, one of the things I've discovered um, for myself, I knew I discovered I was a highly sensitive person, and that means there are many things that go along with that. And I also discovered that just kind of naturally, most of my clients tend to be highly sensitive people. Now, what highly sensitive people tend to experience is they can have uh, when they have health issues, they typically do not respond to treatments in the same way other people do. In fact, I just had this experience this week. I've had a, uh, an issue with my foot. I've had some treatment for it and uh, went back to the doctor for a follow-up uh, just a couple of days ago. And he said to me, you know, I'm not responding in this, I, I'm responding well, but I'm not responding in the way that other people do. And he, he, said, he said, I can't predict what's gonna happen because you are atypical. Now, I would say every health practitioner, doctor, whoever I've seen for whatever issue I've had has ended up saying words along those lines to me. 
this is unusual. We've never seen this before. You know, and what I realized is uh, at one point I used to become very frustrated with that. And I think, well, I just want to go to somebody where they say, oh, yes, this is it. You know, and this is what's going to help you. And what I realized is I have to be the one to take responsibility. So I, I do my research. I pay attention to myself. I know what's going on with my body. And then I can see the professional and I can, I have to make sure I see a professional who will listen to me and not dismiss what I'm saying or feeling. And then I can work with that. So I think we have to take more responsibility. It's one of those things like nobody knows your body like you do. So if you're feeling something, um, something's not right, trust yourself. Right. Because I, again, it's that what can you control? Your body is telling you something, you know, your body better than anybody else. And yes, you consult with with health practitioners, but you can see it as you are helping them to help you by you being more aware of what's going on with you and what affects you. And it doesn't matter if it's not like anybody else, if you don't respond in the same way as anybody else you come to know that and trust that for yourself. And I don't know if that really answers your question, but I hope yes, it does. Yes, it does. You know, so you're in the driver's seat, you know, but what I, um, you know, what I also do, you know, is sort of feel into that part of your body, you know, go into, med- into a meditative state, feel into that part of body and talk to it. Because mm-hmm. consciousness, you know, which underpins everything, even the subatomic world, consciousness is flowing through all of us all the time. And what we now understand is that consciousness has a voice. And, you know, it even, you know, we can even see consciousness, you know, through the mind's eye, but we can speak to consciousness. Everything has a consciousness. Um, and so we can talk to different parts of our body and our body will talk back to us, you know, and it may not be that, you know, the body will turn around and say, oh, well, you know, you've got this, 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 this. The body will talk, will answer in a way and, and it, will, it will tell you, you know, what is the pain? What is the trapped memory? You know, what is the, where has this sort of disease, if you like, you know, evolved, grown from? Um, you know, and you sort of, you'll get snippets of information, you know, maybe you'll sort of see, you know, images in your mind of, you know, like a, when you were a child, um, you know, there'll just be the snippets of information which will sort of come through slowly, slowly in a sort of evolving way, as you say, um, because life is evolving, everything is evolving, consciousness is evolving. So we're never going to get immediate answers on these sorts of things. We're always going to get evolving answers and understanding what happened you know what is our body trying to tell us because i see everything as a sign as a message everything is a sign the message from consciousness i feel that consciousness is continuously talking to us and we just have to get better at listening to it and this starts off i think by being in a meditative meditative state but then as we get better at it we can start to do it as we're walking around the house you know mm-hmm. and just have- talking yeah, you, you have to um, get used to being with yourself. Um, and that's where meditation can really help that. And like you said, initially, you can do it through meditation. And then as you become more, more consistent with it, and it becomes easier for you, 
you can, I mean, I, I do that all the time. If I get a pain somewhere or something happens, then I will focus on that part of the body and ask, what is it that you need? What can I do? You know, and for me, I, I may not necessarily get an answer, like go do this or, or whatever, but it may come from another source. I may hear something uh, or see something and then I'm immediately drawn to that. And then I realize, ah, oh, okay, this is this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, so I think it's also about being open to um, when you're asking questions like that to answers coming to you in any way. But you're absolutely right. It's about us communicating with the consciousness in our bodies. You know, our bodies are talking to us all the time. We rarely pay attention. You know. Yes. And that's where it comes back to, I always come back to self-awareness. And this is what we're talking about here is radical self-awareness. It's paying attention to and being aware of how you feel all the time. So there's, you can sense the slightest shift. If something is off, you immediately know to pause, to connect with yourself, tune into what it is, and you will get answers. You know, we have that power. We're talking at the beginning about what we can control. This is something we can control. And I think... We give that power away too easily because we're looking for answers outside ourselves. Tell me what the fix is for this particular problem. With, with my foot, the, the, I have a neuroma on my foot, so it's a nerve pain issue. And, and, and I know where that comes from emotionally, energetically with the beliefs and everything. But if you look at treatments, and as I was researching all of this, everything everywhere says there's really no treatment for this. You could have surgery, probably wouldn't work. There's, there's really nothing. But I just kept tuning into myself because I felt there's something out there that would help me um, and in here that would help me. And then when I was ready, when I was ready and had worked through whatever it was within myself, then it's like the right solution appeared to me and I was able to pursue that which has really helped. So all of those things that say there's no treatment for this, there's nothing you can do, it can't be helped. Um, you, you know, if you didn't know how to pay attention and really tune into yourself, you would believe in that and you would, you would go along that path instead of trusting yourself. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, I sort of see, you know, us as an individual energy, you know, an individual energetic entity we exist in a wider energy field, but we are still an individual. And, you know, we sort of are in this physical body and, um, but we are still sort of connected to everything. So working energetically, I think really helps us, but also understanding that we are an individual ourselves and not sort of buying into other people's opinions, you know, um, not necessarily believing everything that someone tells you, and exploring your own options and, you know, always understanding that you have a, um, you know, the power to, to change everything and anything in your life. But when you're buying into other people's opinions and, you know, and thoughts and feelings about you, and that's even, you know, sort of even, you know, medical practitioners, you know, and so forth, you know, it's, it's about understanding yourself and, and knowing yourself so well that you rightly said that you're guiding the medical practitioner into, you know, knowing your body and not yeah. just accepting what they're telling you, that right. we all have this duty and responsibility 
to know ourselves, to you know, to to ex- sort of accept ourselves, and um, and know that we are here to live our own physical experience. And we have all the tools that we need inside, you know, inside our own body. Everything that we need is inside our own body. But we can, you know, sort of take help, you know, from outside of us, but we bring it back in and we use it in our own way. And this is something, you know, which people don't necessarily understand that we have so much power and we're often giving our power away to everything and everyone around us without realizing that, you know, we actually have all the power and we have to claim back that power. And of course, that's that's our energy, isn't it? Yes, it absolutely is. And you're so right. We do give our power away so easily. And so so many people, you know, and very well-meaning people very often, you know, health practitioners, especially natural health practitioners, will want to tell you what you should do or how you should be feeling or, you know, take diet, for example. You know, it's probably one of the most common ones. You know, somebody finds a diet or a pro, you know, program, an eating program that works for them and all of a sudden that everybody should be doing this, you know, and if you're not doing this, then you're wrong. So everybody have noticed, you know, what's a, many people want to tell you how wrong you are and how you should be doing this, should be doing that. Um, yeah. And it's you see it in the media all the time, you know, and there's always this conflicting um, uh, communication about what we should be doing. There is no should. You have to find what is right for you. And it doesn't matter if nobody else is doing it that way. If it's right for you, it's right for you. And it, it does come down to trusting yourself. I didn't used to trust myself until I trusted everybody else except me. And mm-hmm. I pay the price for that. Yeah, you, you do pay a price for that. You do because, you know, it's, it, yeah, exactly. Because if you like the, um, you know, what we're learning from that is that we have to, reclaim our power we have to run our life we have to know that we are in the driving seat you know and we are in a car pretty much by ourselves you know and you know we can take people along with us but we are always driving the car and Mm -hmm. um I think that you know looking as you say at the diet world you know and um all these different things you know people are always jumping on the next bandwagon you know that's my answer that's my answer that's my answer well no in a sense these are all none of these are your answer you know you have to go within know yourself find yourself find out you know what works for you because we are all such individual unique people and I, I think that we don't really grasp this concept yet you know we're all stuck inside all these different sort of energetic collectives and not you know we're getting too caught up in the energetic collective and not understanding that we are an individual within that energetic collective and we we should choose to be in that energetic collective but we're actually being pulled and sucked into it instead right right you get pulled into it and then you become you take on the energy, if you like, of all those other and the opinions and thoughts of all those other people, all, all that other energy, and you lose your sense of self. And I think this is why so many people 
have lost, really lost their sense of self. And it is uh, a lot about returning to that and learning to reconnect with yourself and, and discover, as we were saying earlier, what is important for you, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Only you can know that. Nobody can tell you. I, I always say to people as a coach, I cannot, I don't know what will work for you. I don't. My job as the coach is to help you find what will work for you, find what's important to you. So if somebody comes up to you and says, oh, this is what you must do, this, this, and this, um, it, run away. <laughs> because how can they know? you know, that this, what's going to work for you. You are the only person who can know. Yeah, the problem is, is that that's, you know, that's not appealing to people. People are still buying into the do this, do this, do this, do this, um, you know, because of fear and not trusting themselves and not believing in themselves, you know, the power of belief and people not um, believing in themselves, you know, is, is huge in our world, huge. It is. I... I... <laughs> I think when I really, really got this, because as I said earlier, I trusted, I didn't have much confidence and self-esteem growing up. I mean, it's really taken me years to build that. And I tended to trust everyone else um, rather than myself. And one of the biggest examples of that um, several years ago, I, I had a friend and I helped her um, start a magazine. She's a writer and, and this was a dream of hers. And I was excited at the prospect. And I said, you know, I love to, to start things, pull people together and start a project. So um, I said, I will help you do this and I'll, you know, I'll stay with it. I pulled the team together and I made sure everybody knew I will stay with this until we get the first issue ready to go. And then it's my, my uh, I will back away from it because this is not something, it's not my passion. I'm not going to continue to run it. That's not what I want to do. And so when that day came and uh, the whole board was sitting there and, and I was saying to them, you know, now it's time for me to leave. They were all saying, oh, no, you can't go. What are we going to do? Well, you know, on all of this. And I allowed myself, even though I knew it was not right for me, I allowed myself to pay attention to that and to um, to be persuaded. And so I said, OK, well. I'll stay a bit longer. I'll stay until, you know, it reaches this point. And after that followed about probably five of the hardest years of my life because I felt trapped in that. And it was only through my, my own fault because I had ignored what was right for me. And um, it, it was really difficult because I knew that's not what I was meant to be doing. And yet I signed up for it. So I had to stick with it. And so I had five years of real struggle until eventually we sold the magazine and I was able to, to leave that. But I, it was at that point I vowed to myself never again would I go against what I felt was right for me. Didn't matter what anybody else said. You know, how much people tried to persuade me. Otherwise, I was going to learn to trust myself. An expensive lesson, but I learned it eventually. Yeah, I think that's a common problem among coaches. We all have big hearts. You know, we, we can all see the issues and we just want them to see it, you know. Mm. But people, you know, they see these things in their own time. 
And, um, you know, to a certain extent, as you rightly say, although it's tempting to tell people the answers, it doesn't work. They have to find the answers for themselves. That's the only way that they're going to be able to change things um, in their life and move forward. Um, I think, you know, we sort of both know that. Yeah, I did have a coach years ago who said to me, people want to be told what to do. They want to be led. And I think that's true. I think people do. Um, but what we have to do is learn to lead ourselves, learn what's right for us and not so that we get to the point where we don't need somebody else to tell us what to do. We're not looking for that. Uh, but trusting ourselves instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. That's been a great conversation. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, so tell us about, you know, how we can contact you. You know, what have you got going on in your business at the moment? You know, do you have anything coming out at the moment? Uh, well, I have a new program that, um, that I'm just getting started with. Uh, it's called Stuck to Unstoppable. It's uh, really taking people through the whole journey that we've talked about, it's like from where they are right through to learning, well, letting go of everything that's, that as we've talked about, that they are not, helping them reconnect with themselves, empowering them to know what's right for them and uh, trust themselves and really taking them to that point where they're feeling that freedom, that fulfillment, that quality of life that they ultimately want whatever that looks like for them so it's a new program that that takes them to through that whole process um that's my new thing and i'm focusing all of my energies and efforts on that one thing um, right now it's really um it's really exciting because it's going to it's going to create huge change but if anybody wants to uh, learn more or connect with me, they can uh, probably the best way is through my website, which is lindabins.com. Um, and I have a free masterclass they can um, download if they're interested in that. It's called Practical Energy Masterclass, where I would just talk through all the different aspects of energy that some of which we've talked about today and what they can control, how these things affect them and, and what they can control and what a difference that will make when they do. Okay, fabulous. Okay, I'll put the link in the notes anyway, but it's lindabins.com, yeah? That's right, yes, yes. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Thanks very much, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Lisbeth.